Evelyn Dykehouse, age nine. Mike Hill, age 61. William Kinney, age nine. Catherine Kuntz, age 60. Cynthia Peake, age 61. Hallie Scruggs, age nine. These are the names of the victims of the tragic shooting that took place at Covenant School in uh, Green Hills, Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, um, just about four miles from where my family and I live. And uh, today, today's podcast is going to sound a little bit different. As you guys know, I release a podcast every Wednesday, and I had one all ready to go and um, had finished it and, and was ready to release it on Wednesday. Uh, but the shooting took place on Monday morning and everything changed and it just didn't feel appropriate to to put out that particular episode. So we're going to uh, hold that for next week. And instead today, I just thought I'd uh, come on and um, share with you my thoughts, my perspective from somebody who lives in this community, uh, who loves this community and uh, is heartbroken to see what took place. And, you know, this is going to sound really selfish, but I think it's true human nature that like you can hear about things on the news and it feels a million miles away. You know, you hear about a shooting somewhere else and you're still, you're hurting for those people, but there's distance, you know, and that's why when they talk about something hitting close to home, it becomes real, you know, gun violence and the possibility of, you know, a parent waking up on a Monday morning and dropping their kid off at school. And then that night, that bedroom being empty at night, it's just unthinkable, unimaginable, and it's hit close to home. So, um, I didn't even start today's episode the way I normally would. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and uh, the West family is grieving, and we've been crying and praying for those members of our community who've lost, uh, parents who've lost a child, uh, family members who've lost a loved one. Uh, Just unbelievable. I don't know if you guys have watched any of the video footage. Um, I wouldn't necessarily encourage you to. It made me sick to my stomach. And, um, I didn't want to come on here, uh, (laughs) having some polished answers for how good God is in the midst of tragedy, but I do want to, I do want to be here today. I'm sorry if I'm tripping over my words. I'm just trying to kind of work through what's been going on. Um, ever since the shooting took place on Monday, um, just the, the way the community has rallied together, we gathered together, um, Monday night and had uh, a special prayer vigil at a church down the road. And uh, it was packed wall-to-wall people singing, you know, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And singing, uh, it is well with my soul. And singing in Christ alone. I mean, it was just, um, it was just as families, you know, kids getting home from school, you better believe I was hugging them tighter. So um, I thought I would share a little bit of a devotion that I wrote today in the hopes of encouraging all of us. I am, but I don't know. I'm just, uh, I think we're all just kind of in shock here in Nashville 
I was supposed to go to a songwriting appointment and we sat in the room and we just talked and cried and it's just uh, surreal. So I want to thank everybody who's reached out. You know, a lot of people reached out going, was, was this the school your kids go to? And it was not. Um, it was just a, a few miles down the road from where my kids go to school. But uh, again, you talk about hitting close to home, thinking twice about just uh, what kind of world we live in. Evidently, the shooter was also mapping out a possible attack on a shopping mall where my wife and my daughters, you know they like to shop, and they're at the mall all the time. So there's just a, just a real sense of uneasiness, and uh, we've been praying a whole lot. And I just wanted to come on today, and uh, I always want to be a voice of encouragement. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you're not encouraged yourself, you know, when, when you're struggling to make sense of what's going on. And so I don't want to, you know, come to you guys with, you know, some flowery cliche message about, you know, God working all things for the good. But at the same time, that is scripture. And that, you know, scripture is not cliche. Scripture is truth. And we have to cling to the truth. We have to realize our firm foundation when all other ground is sinking sand. And so today, if you'll allow me, I just want to read some thoughts that I wrote and uh, this is one of our day one devos that I, I wrote last night, and I just thought I would share it with you guys today about a tragic chapter. A tragedy struck close to home this week. My home city of Nashville, devastated by a horrific mass shooting that stole the lives of three precious children and three adults who worked at their school. Our community is overwhelmed by grief and heartbroken for the parents who are suddenly dealing with the loss of their children and the families who've lost a loved one. My family lives just four miles from where the shooting took place, and my daughters attend a school much like the one that was attacked. You better believe my wife and I hugged our kids a little bit tighter when we got home, when we got them home from school on Monday. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Last night, uh, we joined with thousands of other members of the community for a prayer vigil. Together, we cried, prayed, lifted our voices in worship. It was a powerful thing to be a part of. Like the rest of our community, I'm still processing what has happened. And I don't feel like I have anything terribly profound to share with you today. But I felt it was important to send you these words from Nashville and ask you to keep these families and our community in prayers, in your prayers. All of our stories will have tragic chapters. That's a sad reality. And we never see the tragic chapters coming. They hit us out of nowhere, like this attack did on a sunny Monday morning. Now, moms and dads and families are waking up to a new reality, forced to walk through a tragic, tragic chapter that will forever change their story. And when we find ourselves devastated by the new reality of a tragic chapter, is there still anything to be thankful for? I believe there is. I am thankful for a God who promises to be close to us when we are brokenhearted, and he saves us when we are crushed in spirit. Psalm forty-three, eighteen. I am thankful for a God who comforts those who mourn, Matthew 5, 4. I am thankful for a God who promises us a day with no more suffering, Romans 8, 18. I am thankful for a God who will one day wipe all of our tears away, Revelations 21, 4. Would you join me in this prayer for those who are grieving today? Dear Jesus, please be near to those who are brokenhearted today. We grieve with those who grieve 
We thank you for the promise of heaven. And we believe you are a good God who will somehow redeem and restore all things, even the tragic chapters of our stories that we live in this fallen world. Amen. Research shows that more Americans search the word church around Easter than at any other time of the year. Yes, go find your Easter service. But the team at Talk About, the Iwana product that brings digital content to families so they can practice discipleship at home together, wants to help you find more than a great church to attend on Easter Sunday this year. They want you to find time to really center your family around the meaning and the miracle of Christ's resurrection. At talkaboutdiscipleship.com, you'll find a free resource to help you and your crew walk through Holy Week together with family activities, prayer ideas, and scriptures you can learn to deepen your understanding while having fun every day from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. Spoiler alert, there may or may not be donuts involved. I'm always in for donuts. I bet you are too. Go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com to download your free Holy Week family guide and talk faith with your family this spring. Get intentional about it. Again, that's talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Children's vitamins are typically just basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids really should never eat. And that's why Haya was created. I love telling you guys about something that I think can actually make your lives, your family's lives better and healthier. Haya is a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Uh, Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment that our kids need with the yummy taste that they love. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages, and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. I watch my kids, and life is going really fast. And a lot of times it's just about, you know, eating quickly on the go. And I want them to make, I want to make sure that they're having as healthy of a lifestyle as possible. And Haya makes it so easy to make sure that they're getting all of the vitamins that they need. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to Haya health.com slash west that's higher health.com slash west this deal is not available on their regular website so go to h-i-y-a-h-e-a-l-t-h.com slash west and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults course the vigil I was talking about took place Monday night and then uh, Wednesday night my daughters um, their youth group met and this is unbelievable what I'm about to share with you I'll never forget this moment but they had already scheduled a worship night and if you're a parent out there and you have a teenager one of the greatest things you can pray for is that your your kid finds a strong group of, of Christian friends and a strong youth group 
I mean, I, I can't tell you enough how I've seen my daughter's lives transform by an on-fire youth group. And so they had scheduled already before the shooting took place that Lulu was going to be the guest speaker. And it was going to be a worship night. And they asked if I would lead worship with Lulu. Now, I'm tired from the road. My voice is, is, is wiped out. But I wasn't going to miss that opportunity to do that with Lulu. And man, I'm just telling you, these kids showed up, about 150 kids in this house. And I was so proud of Lulu. And she had already prepared a message. But when the shooting took place, she called the youth pastor and said, I feel like I'm supposed to... I feel like I'm supposed to share something different. And the, the message that she shared was called, Are You Ready? She sat there and she shared a powerful story, encouraging, just a powerful message, encouraging people in light of the shooting, not to take this life for granted, that every moment is precious and that God has the best plan for our lives. And the question is, do you know him? If you were called home today, if today was your last day, how would you live it differently? And she was encouraging that youth group to, would you be kinder to each other? Can you say, um, and, and what, what I thought was really so profound is she said, okay, uh, she read a scripture, um, the scripture about being a light on a hill, or a city on a hill from Matthew. In fact, let me look that up. She read from the message translation, Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. I love this. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. And so she goes on, she talked about what is it like to be the God colors? She pointed that to the fruits of the spirit. And do you know what the fruits of the spirit are? I'm going to read them for you so that we can be mindful of them. And she said, I thought this was so great. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And she said, okay, what if you took the fruit of the spirit is love. Now, what if you took the fruit of the spirit out and put your name in there? Would it be honest and would it be accurate? So Matthew is love. Matthew is joy. Matthew is peace. Matthew is patient. Matthew is kind. Matthew is generous. Like, can you go down the line and say that with great certainty that you are displaying those God colors in the world? Oh man. Oh, I, I can't tell you how much that hit me. It wasn't me being proud of my daughter. Of course, that was part of it. But it was me being moved by the insight to scripture that she was sharing. And uh, I'll never forget it. And then we worshiped and we sang and we lifted our voices. And it was just a powerful thing. But here's the last thing I want to share with you about what happened. As we were praying and we gave an invitation and uh, we prayed together, and we cried and we grieved the loss of our community members. The youth pastor, their house backed up to the pastor of Covenant Church where the shooting took place. He lost his little daughter in the shooting. And their house was behind the youth pastor's house. And so after we worshiped for about an hour, the youth pastor felt like she heard that the pastor's family was on their front porch. And so we as a youth group decided to go outside to the backyard and carry our worship service outside. And we sang it in the direction of this family. And we sang, um, 
Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me shaking, I've never been so glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. Faithful to through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. And we lifted our voices into the night sky, knowing that that pastor and his family were out there, and we prayed that maybe it would be an encouragement to them. <sighs> So I want to just leave you with this thought today that I'm borrowing from Lulu. Are you ready? I'm not trying to be discouraging today. I'm not trying to bring you down. But sometimes sobering thoughts are necessary thoughts. Are you ready? Life is a vapor. Lulu shared that scripture as well. The Bible lays it out for us, friends. None of us are promised a single second of this life. The world takes peace away from us, but God promises to give us peace. So in the moments, in these moments in our lives, when we're reminded how brief life is, how are we going to let that change us? What if experiencing a tragedy and witnessing a tragedy could move us to bring out the God colors in the world? What if in the middle of the darkness, we could be reminded that we are called to be the light and then we actually go do it? How do we do it? displaying the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness generosity faithfulness gentleness self-control god help us help us to be moved in the wake of tragedies not to be numb but to be moved in the depths of our hearts and our souls help it to stir within us a desire to become the best versions of ourselves and we do that by looking to you the author of all stories Help us to bring out the God colors in this world like never before. This is a dark place and it needs a light. Your children are called to be a light. Help us to display the fruits of the Spirit. Forgive us when we fall short, which we do every single day. None of us are batting a thousand and none of us are perfect. But Lord, we keep trying and we keep returning our gaze to you. We thank you that you give peace when the world tries to take it away. Help us to display the fruits of the Spirit and the God colors and make the most of the one life we get. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna play this song for you today. You've already heard it. It's off the new record. A reminder of the brevity of life, asking the question, if today was my last day, how would I live it? What would I change? And then the question is, why am I waiting? Why not now? If today was my last day, call my mom out of the blue. Take the time to say the words I seldom do I'd leave my suitcase in the closet And tell the world it'll have to wait Then I'd take my little girl on an ice cream day What am I waiting for? It ain't like I'm gonna live forever I don't wanna miss it anymore so from now on, it's now or never I'm gonna hold on to what matters 
And let the rest slip through my hands What I would do is what I will do while I can I bring home baby's favorite flowers Leave my work outside the door And we laugh about how we both forgot We were mad at each other for I'd let go of all my grudges Make the choice to just forgive Spend the rest of my time free From all this hate and bitterness So what am I waiting for? It ain't like I'm gonna live forever I don't wanna miss it anymore So from now on, it's now or never I'm gonna hold on to what matters And let the rest live through my hands What I would do is what I will do while I can If today was my last day And it was almost time to go I'd pick up that old Bible And I'd put down my phone I'd watch the steam rise from my coffee And the sunrise in the sky And I'd thank the Lord for one more chance To try and get it right What am I waiting for? It ain't like I'm gonna live forever I don't wanna miss it anymore So from now on, it's now or never I'm gonna hold on to what matters And let the rest live through my hands What I would do is what I will do while I can What I would do is what I will do while I can That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for letting me share my heart. And thank you for your prayers for Nashville. I love you guys. And if you need support or prayer, or if you'd like to sign up to receive a weekly devotional, uh, even if you want to share your testimony, go to popwe.org today. Our ministry is there. We love you. We're there to support you. Now go make the most of today, would you? It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week.